0: Life happens in the distinct and beautiful way that you name your power, that you hold divine wisdom and truth as the highest standard by which you live, and that nothing limits you when you are seeking all of what is most wanted. The timing of this episode is perfect. I have been waiting for just the right moment to share this Ask Dorothy episode of the Wisdom Podcast with you. And as much as we are already in one of the theoretically happiest times of the year, and to give ourselves the gift of relaxation and a healthy balance of social connection, and as we prepare to ride out the last days of this year, and to also contemplate new beginnings and hope for a year that is awaiting, the topic of self-mastery is absolutely on point, because it is something that we all strive for and that we all need to become even better at. To take you through the rest of the holiday season, to help you consider your goals for up-leveling your life and for ensuring that what you have already mastered and are living continues to be an important and distinct part of your life, join me in this episode of Ask Dorothy as we look into the lives of one couple and their family and how even a very difficult situation can always offer the success of personal change and growth that improves the lives of one person and has the magical and compound effect of affecting so many others. If you have been in search of one specific life skill that will be a game changer for the rest of your life, this is it. Join me as we are about to dive deep into what you need now and what will help you to achieve the rest of what you seek in your life. The Wisdom Podcast is birthed out of the Wisdom Blog, a digital healing hub of inspired consciousness, sacred and practical wisdom, and the divine teachings of authentic power, living one's truth and spiritual, or as we call it, unconditional love. Many of the topics that we cover arise out of my work with clients who have chosen to live their life from a place of self-honesty and truth. And in doing so, they quite naturally begin the journey inward, recognizing their authentic self, their capacity for being love and choosing to live as their highest self. Each episode offers divinely inspired teachings and insight that will show you how to live consciously aware, to access your inner wisdom, and to help you make the best choices for living an infinite potential. My goal and highest intention in sharing this podcast is for you to heal to feel wholeness and to know that you are deserving and worthy and of great love and to be this love in the world and for the rest of your life Join me for consciously inspired truth and new thought paradigms for living an infinitely abundant and love-filled Life here and now. Self mastery is the ability to be accountable, to honor your word first to yourself, and each time that you make a promise, whether to set a goal, to practice a new habit to behave in a different way by choice because you know that this new behavior is how you truly want to be. Self-mastery is the ability to be in check with your emotions and to learn how to self-regulate, to calm yourself, to remember how you want to live in control of yourself. Self-mastery is also the willingness to improve, to become better To not give in or give up because you have told yourself that you cannot do something. Self-mastery is a huge topic that filters through many of the choices we make moment by moment. Self-mastery is defined as the ability to control one's own desires or impulses. In essence, to have self-control and self-discipline. I would describe it best as self-regulation coupled with proficiency, integrity, and honor. In self-mastery, you are leveling up to be more than what you have been, to follow through with what you've talked about and wanted, and to see through to completion and, in the best possible way, what you say you want and are willing to be. The term self-mastery is also known as personal growth, evolution, and living as your best self. Because to live as your best self, you need to know what guides and facilitates this in all moments and to be prepared to live this, even when it is a challenge to do so. My client Hannah was removed from her home because her husband called 911 He stated that his wife had struck their 11-year-old son and was shouting at them both and that he felt unsafe. When you look at Hannah, you see a demure and pleasant woman of Chinese descent in her early 50s, meticulously dressed and groomed. When she smiles, her whole face lights up and you feel her warmth and kindness flow into you. Hannah is a scientist by training, and she is precise in how she teaches her children, using facts and data, often drawing diagrams to provide visual cues for what information she wants them to have. Hannah is also a singer. She plays piano and is mother to three children. Her oldest daughter is in university, a second daughter a junior in high school, and a son age eleven. The Hannah that her family witnesses when she loses control is loud, angry, and at times scary. She has previously shouted profanities in her native language to her husband and has thrown objects in frustration, pulled at her husband's clothing in an effort to stop him from ushering the children out of the room and in some cases out of the house as Hannah would appear uncontrollable when she rages. One of the most important aspects of work together in therapy was for Hannah to recognize the moments in which she began to feel a loss of control, so that she could begin to implement strategies and tools immediately to self-regulate. Yes, in an ideal situation, no partner should ever have a need nor desire to call the police on their spouse. Yet many would ask the question, what conditions do we continue to accept before enough is enough? Hannah needed to understand how her actions were abusive and also, under the criminal code, assault. This is a more drastic, albeit clear, example of the absence of self-mastery and self-regulation. Yet we all have likely experienced moments when our anger was in control rather than our free will. Commonplace examples of the outcome of a lack of control and a lack of self-mastery include hitting your child, road rage, yelling at a partner, a loved one, a stranger, being intentionally hurtful because you are hurt and angered and withholding love in unkind actions, whether for brief moments or as an action of no contact to eradicate someone from your life. And so why do we do this? When you have lost control of your words and actions, it is because you are in those moments, not in control of yourself. Your words and behaviors may reflect a frantic or desperate attempt to have your needs met, to be heard, or to retaliate. What drives your emotions and behaviors is what you tell yourself, because what you tell yourself, you believe. Hannah remembers the brief and provoking moments of what became her unraveling self-control. She remembers helping her son at the piano, learning the tempo of a new piece he was practicing, and as he was not getting the tempo right she remembers her thoughts and the instant frustration and annoyance that grew. As Hannah looked up at the clock and seeing it was nearly 6 p.m., she remembers telling herself, I have to go cook dinner. I'm behind. I don't have time to do this anymore. Hannah noted how she often felt overwhelmed with tasks and responsibilities in the household as she also held down a full-time job. Hannah and I discussed her rigid standards for mealtimes at precise and specific hours that were set up primarily to accommodate her preferences for eating. In doing so, she had created inflexible rules and stipulations that caused her to then feel anxious when she was not able to meet those perceived or real demands. How often do we do this to ourselves? for what begins as a self-imposed rule can then become another stressor when combined with other demands placed upon us. Hannah's thoughts about her son's inability to get the tempo of a song correct yielded the emotions of frustration and impatience. Her need to move on to another task because of the self-governed demands that she placed upon herself— meant more pressure and stress and exasperation. As she threw down the music book onto the piano bench and not at her son, and yet stormed into the kitchen telling her son with a raised voice that he would need to figure it out for himself, her words brought more fury, feeding the growing hostility she also had for her husband, who had been avoiding her in the house for the last several days more ill will, scorn, and anger built as Hannah thought of how her husband did so little to help in the house and with the children. If you're following, you also just noticed another thought that Hannah told herself, which caused her to feel more displeasure of her husband's lack of help in that particular situation, now also generalized to convey blame and increased unhappiness. Rather than speak with her about whatever was bothering him, Hannah's husband knowingly or unknowingly fueled the inner fire that would easily roar when he stonewalled her, completely shutting down and refusing to communicate indefinitely. Our actions are the continuous outpouring of raw emotion. It's what you feel that determines your actions and reactions. Rather than anger or any other emotion that takes you out of the joy of the present moment, you can learn how to self-soothe and self-regulate so that your thoughts are governed by conscious and deliberate action that is based in truth. The truth was that Hannah did not have to run off and begin cooking dinner at that very moment. The extra half hour that she could have sat with her son to help him may have made all the difference. No one would have starved or been upset with her that their food was not ready precisely at 6 p.m. Hannah could also have used the tools of self-regulation to calm and soothe her feelings. Deep breaths are one of the fastest ways to engage your vagus nerve to calm and relax the body and mind as this mixed cranial nerve activates the parasympathetic nervous system as the most direct means of calming the mind and body. Your proactive decision to focus on what is true, rather than what stories you may typically tell yourself, will decrease your stress reaction, and it will remind you of the power you hold in living your truth. The truth was that Hannah's husband would have gladly taken over the piano help for their son, except that she had already refused his help. As a singer and a piano player, Hannah was convinced that she could help her son best. The moments of our life in which we gather the courage to self-examine, to be self-aware and wholly honest about what we see, Become the aha moments that invoke our change and positive growth. It's natural to feel out of control when your emotions gain power over you, whether that results in a raised voice, indulging in unhealthy diversions such as over drinking, overeating, or addictive behaviors, and yet a simple tool such as a self directed time out can be such a simple and helpful means of establishing perspective, of regaining control and taking pause from what thoughts can continue to spin you out of control and towards the actions that are not reflective of who you truly are. Hannah's remark to me as we began counseling was, I didn't really know how to change this. I believe these are the words that we have all spoken at times, to ourself, to another, and in the quiet space of recognizing that we want more for our relationships and ourself. Self-mastery is something that we all struggle with. We have all experienced ourselves having a meltdown, a temper tantrum, and of losing self-control, the feelings of angst. Remorse, guilt, become the effacing self sabotage that reduces our potential of who we can be in that moment. When you have lost self control, there is the potential to hurt another. And this is how relationships become damaged and harmed in ways that can remain unfixable. One of the life skills I teach is the ability to remain calm to self-regulate one's actions and thoughts, even when another person has lost control right in front of you, and when it is a challenge to remain disengaged and neutral, when the energy of another is powerfully negative and that energy affects you, in those moments... It means unraveling your engagement in whatever is being said or done so that you can effectively work from a higher perspective and remain in control. Sometimes the best way to do this is excuse yourself and be safe. I teach clients how to remain calm and in control, and in so doing, you change the outcome of a situation to refrain from continuing to engage with another who is clearly hurting and lashing out in a hurtful way themselves, you diminish a situation where someone is wanting to pick a fight or vent in a destructive way simply because you are present to them. I also teach clients how to approach a conflict situation in a calm manner that sometimes requires the space of distance and time, that comes later and not in the same moments as the tension and conflict, because in those moments, it can be pointless to continue. The other person is not ready. Sometimes they are never ready to be willing to see what is true yet you learn how to navigate a rising storm that will only be destructive if allowed to continue. Being calm and in control allows you to use your voice in a way that speaks the truth, that honors who you are and your needs in a way that promotes greater understanding, compassion, optimism, hope, and with clear boundaries of what is okay and not okay. Hannah had many good ideas for discipline, for structure, for parenting and educating her children, yet for her it was a need to also have flexibility, to be willing, for example, to cook some of the foods that her children and husband often had asked for. It was flexibility in giving others their freedom to choose when they were hungry rather than eat on her feeding schedule. It was about speaking with firmness and love and no longer needing to raise her voice that would actually allow Hannah to be heard. Your children are not always going to agree with your rules, nor will they always respond positively to the manner by which you deliver your message. They will, however, remember if your delivery is loving and patient or out of control. In the several sessions of therapy that Hannah and I had together, she learned how to communicate her ideas and her rules, giving options and choices, and listening, something that she did not give a lot of room for before. We all want to have our needs met, to be heard, to be validated, and yet self-mastery is very much about being in control, setting a good example of choosing to parent with kindness, respect, love, and openness to listen, as what may be right for you is not right for your child, and you need to adapt. It's not about forgoing the rules and structure that keeps them safe and on a good path. It is about recognizing that your children are also figuring out who they want to be. Your guidance and mentoring and how you yourself live and act are always going to be among the biggest influences for your children. As Hannah listened more to her eldest children and as she felt their love and reverence for her, she was able to see how her rigid behaviors translated into conditional love. Rather, what her children needed was for Hannah to parent with love and tenderness, which would provide the opportunity for her children to become autonomous. Whether it is in being a loving parent or a loving human being, how you live in the world is based upon how you witness yourself. It is about how you expand your consciousness to see beyond what you have always done and to never give up in making the changes that will build for you the most incredible life and to decide and know what that is and then to believe in its majesty. Hannah realized she could be a better parent and a better human being by being in control of herself. It's how she learned to do this that made the positive change forever a part of her. Hannah's story, like all of the other Ask Dorothy episodes of this podcast, is indeed true. After nine months of living apart from her family as ordered by the courts, And with the completion of her counseling sessions, she was allowed to return home. Self-mastery is even more than managing one's emotions and behaviors. To self-regulate is to return to a state of equilibrium, of balance. Usually this is experienced as calm, yet it can also be a highly productive, alert and awakened state in which you witness so much. It is in your open awareness and perceptive balance that you choose to live autonomous in all of the wisdom of life. Let me share with you here the three best habits that allow you to be in perfect control, to practice and hone this as a way of life. Yes, there may be moments in which you do this less well, Yet the practice of self-mastery ongoing will show you deep and lasting benefits to being your best self, being your best in being in control, and not in a way that limits or detracts from who you are, rather the means by which you offer up the fullness of your grace in the life that you most wish to live and love. First, Be even more self-aware. Practice the ability to always observe yourself, to be the eternal witness of your thoughts, how you feel, and what you say and do. Your thoughts, perceptions, and beliefs drive the course of everything else. And so paying attention to what you are telling yourself and choosing to focus upon provides the answers to everything else. Second, make your list. What behaviors do you know need a reboot, a certain change, and an evolution? And write the new behavior, mindset, and forward-thinking action steps that will allow you to live this. Then take the action steps that you need to follow. For example... Hannah realized that yelling when angry was not an option. As she and I examined this undeniably harmful behavior, and as she began to see that yelling was the outcome of not feeling nor believing she was heard and respected for her parenting decisions and for how she was teaching her children, her now chosen behavior was to talk with firmness and calmly. And then to ask if her children understood her reasons for why she had certain rules in place. New action steps for Hannah, which she now followed easily, were the request for dialogue, to be open to hear what her children had to say and include their opinions and needs. Then, another action step was to be willing to dialogue with a child and to consider adjusting her own perspective and her guidance if compelled, and as she better understood why her children were asking for something different. And third, be prepared to practice an active form of self-regulation, such as conscious or mindful breathing, Of slowing your breathing rate, particularly your exhalation breath, which will immediately engage your vagus nerve, which induces the parasympathetic nervous system to take over, to calm and relax body and mind. This can happen in as little as a few minutes often sooner when you have practiced your ability to breathe through a situation or a few moments of difficulty or stress and until you can feel the calm return so that you make your best decisions out of a rational and kind state of being. These three best practices can become the habits that you live in the certainty of discovering how you can be different how you can make the change that will truly set you on a higher path, open to self-control and autonomy and the true freedom of being love, even when others around you are not yet about to. It's about you setting the course in peace and friendship and kindness. One kind act will always inspire another. Watch and see. And this episode is so timely released as you approach a brand new year in your life. I want you to consider how important this life skill is and will always be for you. In giving you here a gift of love, I have a PDF with not only these, but a complete list of 10 best practices for building and honing self-mastery. You can download the list with the link I'll leave in the description. And please remember to reach out to me if you would like my personal help and guidance in one-on-one coaching and therapy as you make your mark in this brave new world we live in, in the coming year and beyond. Sending you great love. This is Dorothy. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode of the Wisdom Podcast. To hear more, please check out the other episodes right here. And I'd love for you to subscribe and share your feedback on this or any episode with me. And then join me at DorothyRatuzny.com, where you'll find the Wisdom Blog, the inspiration for this podcast, the latest online courses that I teach, my YouTube videos, and the Wisdom Archives, which are an extensive library of guided meditations, mindfulness musings, spiritual teachings, and best therapeutic practices for your whole being and to nourish and heal your life, plus many other special offerings of love. Please also visit me on social media and say hello. Allow yourself to go within, to access your inner wisdom, and to live this. Awaken your authentic power, live your truth, and be love. Thank you. This is Dorothy.